Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. And today I want to talk about something, a reason why a lot of people end up staying in narcissistic relationships. Besides the fact that you think this person's going to change, that's one of the main reasons. People always think, well, you know, I'm trying to get them to be like they were in the beginning. You know, maybe if I'm just nicer, maybe if I make it easy for the narcissist, maybe if I'm really kind to them, you know, they'll go back to the way they were. And that never happens because that was never who the narcissist truly was. What you saw in the beginning was somebody that was trying to fool you to get something out of you, okay? And narcissists are premeditated. Understand this. When they saw you, they didn't just see you as a person. They saw you as somebody that was going to offer them something, okay? Some supply, whether it was sex, money, place to live, or just an ego boost. You were going to satisfy their needs, all right? So as you go along in the relationship, you, you're going to have your ups and downs, as always with a narcissist, because they're so impossible to deal with. They're not easy to deal with. It's always your fault. You know, they never take accountability. They're not humble people. They're not easy to work with because they're control freaks. They want to have it their way. But one of the reasons that so many people get hooked into a bad relationship, and this happened to me actually too, because before I got married, I, we had a lot of problems in the like the month or two right before we got married. We had a lot of problems with regards to family and everything like that. But the the thing is, you think to yourself, well, everybody's got problems, all right? Every relationship has problems. You see, this quote alone is what's going to get you in the soup, okay? <laughs> because you you think that, okay, well, you know, everybody's got problems. Nobody's perfect. You know, we'll just work on them. We're, we're working on it. We're working on it. I see this a lot with people in relationships and they say, well, we're working on this. We're working on this. And what they're doing is they're not really working on anything. They're, it's one person trying to work on it and the other person just, you know, yesing them to death or going along with it and is not serious about really trying to, you know, work with the person, and that's the narcissist. And why is this different than typical relationships where you say, oh, well, you know, other people have problems, everybody has problems. Well, here's the difference, you guys, okay? I'm going to differentiate why a relationship with a narcissist, you can't consider it like you would consider it another typical healthy relationship of people that have problems. Relationship with a narcissist. When you're dealing with the narcissist, the reason you can't say, well, everybody's got problems. The problem with the narcissist is the narcissist won't ever own that they're wrong. Okay. So the problem with the narcissist is that you can't resolve conflict with a narcissist. Understand this. When you're dealing with a narcissist, you cannot resolve conflict with them. They may appease you here or there because they still want to get something out of you and yes you to death or say, oh no, you know, I'm, I'm going to change or no, it'll be better. You know, they're trying to keep you in the relationship. This is when they see you're pulling back and now they're trying to draw you back in. But the thing is, the problems with the narcissist is that the narcissist is going to break you down. They're going to destroy you your mental health. They're going to destroy your happiness. They are people that don't care if you are unhappy, all right? 
And that's the difference from trying to work out problems with, let's say, somebody else in a typical relationship with somebody who actually has a heart. See, a narcissist doesn't have a heart. They're cold people, especially the covert narcissists. They're cold as ice. That's why they could drop somebody cold, all right? Because what they do is they, you know, they hold back their feelings as a way, as a defense mechanism. They never, ever want to become too vulnerable because they're afraid of getting hurt. This is what it's all about, you guys. They're afraid of getting hurt. So they hold back. And this is why when they leave you or they discard you or you discard them, it's not really affecting them the way it's affecting you because you have your emotions all into it and they don't, okay? They never, ever open up completely and get them get themselves to a point of where they can get hurt or vulnerable, okay? It's like when I was dealing with my ex and we had issues with his mother and everything like that, and he was very passive aggressive and he would say things like, you know, oh, I don't need to see my mother and everything like that. You know, he was being passive aggressive at me, you know, to try to guilt trip me by not going to see his mother because the issue was I was dealing with a covert narcissistic mother-in-law and there was problems there and there was no transparency there. So we could never resolve the problems because she was not transparent. All right. Everything was the secret society of gossip over there. But the point in all of this is what he used to do is he used to block those feelings. And he even told me, he said, I block those feelings out. You know, the feelings of, you know, he feeling bad about going to his mother. But his passive aggressive was more important in punishing me to make me feel guilty. Because I used to say to him all the time, well, you know, his mother didn't live near us. And I used to say, oh, you know, when do you want to go see your mother? He goes, we don't have to see her. We don't have to see her. We can go in a few months. And he was actually hurting himself and he was trying to hurt me as well. But what he did is he used to block his feelings so that he didn't have to feel that kind of pain. All right. And I, I truly believe he does it with his kids as well, all right? That's why he can run so cold with his children. He blocks it because he can't deal with that that pain, all right? So, you know, this is the way the narcissist is in a relationship. Their feelings and their emotions are not all into it, okay? So when you say, oh, you know, a lot of couples that have problems right before they get married, and I just saw it too on 90 Day Fiance, there was a, a young girl there, 23 years old. She was clearly going to marry this guy who was arrogant. He's clearly a covert narcissist. He was passive aggressive, putting things on his Facebook, on social media to kind of like put her down. And this is before you're married. Now, if this is before you're married, it's 10 times worse after you marry them. Because understand this, after you marry somebody, it doesn't get better, it gets worse, okay? So, I mean, that's if you're dealing with a narcissist. If you're in a healthy relationship, you grow with that person and, you know, you build a stronger bond. But, you know, the, in the beginning is when everybody's the nicest. So, you know, this girl, a 90-day fiance, right before she was going to get married, she was having a lot of problems. And she says, well, you know, she says to her mother, well, you know, everybody has problems. You know, we'll work on our problems. See, this is the biggest mistake you can make. Don't ever, ever, you guys, get married with that attitude because those little problems are going to become big problems. And if you can't resolve the conflict, you will 
you will not have a healthy relationship and you most likely will end up divorced, okay? That's why I say if you have one doubt before you marry somebody, you better step back and possibly not marry that person because that is your gut and God telling you. That's God's way of telling you in your intuition that something is not right. And the difference, like I said, the difference with a narcissist is that a narcissist, you know, is unbendable, okay? They don't humble themselves. They won't work with you. There's two sets of rules with a narcissist. And if you don't abide by those rules, they are going to torture you. They'll torture you with the silent treatment. See, I went through that. I went through the silent treatment, not only with my ex, but with my family as well. I went through months of silent treatment, this and that. If I said something they didn't like, and a lot of times we argued over issues with my son of what, you know, they thought where he should be, you know, and, and what I thought he should, be, you know, be taken care of, you know, because I'm a big empath and I wasn't about to just send him away to some place and they thought I was crazy and everything like that. But they didn't understand that because they don't have those kind of empathetic feelings that they would have like I did for my son. All right. So, you know, I was met with a lot of coldness and, you know, this is what narcissists do. They give you the silent treatment if you, you know, go against them or you disagree with them. And this is a form of punishment. And I want to also clarify the difference between the silent treatment and going no contact because a lot of people get confused with that. The silent treatment is a form of emotional abuse. It's punishment. Understand that. They're punishing you. They're trying to break you down to control you so that you never have to say anything to them that they don't like. So next time you think twice about opening your mouth or they're going to punish you with that silent treatment. That's why you got to show them that they have no effect on you. If you want to go silent, then go ahead. All right. Go the fuck silent. All right. Because you're not going to control me. I'm going to say what I have to say, whether you like it or not. And, you know, if you become a person that's always controlled by that, you're going to always walk on eggshells and live in fear. All right. And this is what they want. They want you to live in fear so they don't have to take accountability and they could do what they want. And the difference between going no contact, on the other hand, is when you go no contact, you're respecting yourself. You're not going no contact to punish them. You're going no contact to respect yourself and to give yourself that peace. This is what you're doing. You're not acting like the narcissist. That's when you've really had it and you're walking away and saying, you know what? I'm, not, I'm no longer going to deal with this. I'm no longer going to be in this mess, okay? I'm not acting like a narcissist. What I am doing is I'm removing myself to have my peace, okay? And it's most likely because you are a toxic person and I'm not going to put myself around mess, okay? It's not to punish the narcissist. It's to not deal with the narcissist and to have your peace because you'll never have peace with the narcissist. It'll always be back and forth because, again, what's the problem with the narcissist? They can't own when they're wrong. They can't speak the truth. They try to gaslight you and twist words to make it your fault. They're blame shifters. And this is the reason why you can't say, well, everybody fights when you're in a relationship with a narcissist. Because when you fight with a narcissist, there is no resolution. Okay? There's never, there could be temporary resolutions, 
where the narcissist will actually fool you and think that there's hope that you're going to work out your problems because what they'll do is they'll start showing you affection and, you know, they'll say, oh, no, we'll work on it, this and that. And the fact that you don't remove yourself and leave the narcissist, they know they got you. So a lot, this is what a lot of narcissists do to manipulate. You know, when they see that the person's trying to pull away, there they come again. They hoover you with that, that love bombing and try to reel you back in and say, oh, I'm really sorry. Nobody apologizes more than a conniving narcissist that's trying to keep you in the relationship. And people say, well, will they apologize? Yeah, narcissists can apologize. Normally they don't. But if they're really desperate to keep you in the relationship, they may just, you know, shut you up and appease you and apologize to you, knowing damn well that they're not going to change. They're just, you know, they're just telling you what you want to hear. And this is what a narcissist does to shut you up. They tell you what you want to hear. Just like, you know, when they break your boundaries or they disappear, they ghost on you, they cheat on you. What do they do? I love you, baby. I love you. You know, I didn't realize what I have. I miss you. This and that. When they start doing that, you know that that narcissist needs you. But it doesn't mean that they're going to change because they don't change. And the more that you accept, the more they feel you're a dope, you're a fool, and they can do what they want. And all they got to do is hit you with those, you know, lovey-dovey words and you melt. You melt because you're desperate for the relationship or you're desperate for love or you don't want to be alone or you don't want to start over. So you sit there in hopes that this person is going to change and they don't. What they're going to do is they're going to waste your fucking life. That's what they're going to do. That's why the only person that could save you is you. And I just put this post up and I thought about this and I said to myself, you know, after all of my life experience and my wisdom, what I've learned is that the only person that is going to save you is you. And that means having the courage to change your life. It takes a lot of courage to, let's say, get divorced to somebody when you have kids. It takes a lot of courage. And especially if you don't have that support system when you leave, okay? Not everybody has a loving family they can run to when they leave a narcissist. And sometimes when you leave a narcissist, the people that you're surrounded by are narcissistic as well. And that's why people stay with the narcissist because the alternative could be worse, all right? Let's say you have an unsupportive family or you don't have any kind of emotional support whatsoever. So you stay with this toxic narcissist because that's all you got, all right? So you guys, the whole point of this podcast is to point out that it's not the same, okay? When you sit there and you say, well, everybody's got problems. The problems with the narcissist are a hundred times worse than the problems with a typical healthy person that you could work with. You will never be able to work with a narcissist because they're arrogant, they're proud, they're haughty, and they don't give in, okay? The only time a narcissist will give in is when they need you for something or they need to be in that relationship for something, okay? That's when a narcissist will give in. But in general, to just give in to you they won't, okay? They won't because they're not humble people. And, you know, this is what God despises, all right? If you, if you, uh, you know, a, a person that follows, you know, God's word, God ha hates the haughty and the proud because they can't humble themselves. This is why I tell you when you look for a partner, you need a, this is the, probably the most important thing that you could look for 
in somebody is whether they can humble themselves and they can actually own when they're wrong and try to change it and correct it. You see, the thing is, narcissists can even, they could pretend to humble themselves. And this is what a covert narcissist will do. They'll pretend to humble themselves or they'll pretend to be empathetic, but their actions will show you something different, okay? They'll go back to their old ways. So that shows you that they weren't serious about it. They were just saying that to shut you up or to make you happy, you know, because they wanted you to stay in the relationship so that, you know, for whatever reason, because they needed you for something, okay? So if they can't resolve conflict with you, the that's not the same as, well, everybody's got problems. Everybody's got problems. Yeah, everybody's got problems, but the the people that are in a healthy relationship can compromise with each other and work it out and work out those problems, okay? They can actually sit down and talk about those problems. But when you're dealing with a narcissist, they don't, especially a covert narcissist in particular, they don't sit down and, you know, communicate. A covert narcissist does not communicate. They are passive aggressive, all right? They are very, very much passive aggressive. And I just had a troll get on one of the posts and say, well, just because somebody can't communicate and they're passive aggressive, that doesn't necessarily make them a covert narcissist. Well, nine times out of 10, it is a covert fucking narcissist, okay? How do I know? Because I've dealt with a lot of them, all right? So you're not going to sit here and tell me. You show me a person that's passive aggressive, that can't communicate, that is a person that can't speak the truth, okay? And when a person can't speak a truth, that makes them a manipulator, correct? And a lot of times they do that and they play these hidden games because they are a narcissist, because narcissists don't speak the truth unless you're dealing with a, you know, a grandiose or overt narcissist that is coming at you and letting you have it. All right. But again, they don't take accountability. So you're not going to get anywhere with that. But yeah, covert narcissists, it all falls into the same realm. If they're passive aggressive, if, you know, if they can't speak the truth, they also, you'll notice too, they play the victim, all right? They can't communicate. They all have the same qualities, all right? And they all have to hide that mask and they, they pay you back and stab you in the back. They smile to your face and they stab you in the back. That's a covert narcissist, you guys. Believe it when I, believe me when I tell you because I'm surrounded by them, all right? <laughs> so, and they all have the same qualities. They're all the same. They all play the victim. They're all passive aggressive. They're all sarcastic. They're all smug. They're all haughty. They have haughty eyes. They got the sarcastic smirk smile. It's all the same, you know, ball of wax, all right? So that person was obviously very ignorant person. And, you know, I don't go back and forth with a fool. So you guys, it's like this. Understand, you've got to look at the problems that you have with somebody. If you can't work them out and sit down and, and talk about it, then no, you are not in a relationship where everybody's got problems. You know, we're working on our problems because your problems will never get worked out with somebody like that, that can never bend or never own anything. So I hope that helps you. If it does, hit the subscribe button and please share the podcast. Have a great day. If you guys are having a problem in your dating or relationship or you're dealing with somebody maybe that's narcissistic, you don't know if they're a narcissist, 
or you're just having problems, you're in a toxic relationship and you need some clarity on it, go to the link in the podcast description for my website where I offer email and phone coaching. If you have a quick question, just a quick question, and you want to get a video sent back to you answering your question, there's also a link there for Vizio where I will send you a personalized video answering your question. Hi, you guys, it's Yaz, and I wanna tell you about my two books on Amazon. The first book is Regain Your Power. It's all about power and relationship. Who has the power in the relationship? And it goes into all of that, okay? The other book is Signs He's Not Into You, He's Wasting Your Time, okay? Check it out. It gives you a lot of good clues as to whether you're with somebody who's a real one or somebody who's just going to waste your time. You could read them both with Kindle's free trial membership. So check it out. Link is in the podcast description. Hi, you guys. I just want to let you know that The Game Exposed now has their merchandise available. Check out the link in the bio and you could go check it out. There's cool hoodies, cool sweatpants, cool hats. So go to the bio for the link. And also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook at The Game EXP123 and also on Instagram. The game EXP one, two, three. Okay. And have a great day.